All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I hate to break the fishing news after Ram Chuck, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome into episode 265 of the Real Life Podcast. I am Tyler Uremchuk. Chalmers is here. Jay's here as well. We got a loaded Thursday show, as we often do. Struddy will be by in 10 for a quick Oilers talk. Scott Hastings towards the end of the show to talk a little betting on the topic of betting. Chalmers, you were a uh, you were a hot guy yesterday when it comes to betting. He's a hot guy. <laughs> oh man, was it a fun night last night? That was a good one. Yeah, we had we had some hot bets, hot bets. Right before the game, uh, Bag Milk asked me to join uh, a cool little segment that he started doing called Risky Business before the game. Mm-hmm. Um, about an hour before the game, for anybody that doesn't know, he, on Instagram Live, he'll go live, and he will make four bets. Basically, his bet of the game, um, his easy money, which is, you know, usually something that's bound to happen, he thinks, um, the risky business, and then a parlay. And so he messaged me about 20 minutes before he was going to do it and said, like, Charles, would you jump on and do it with me? Mm -hmm. And I was like, that sounds awesome. But I had done zero research. And we've talked about my betting in the past. I like to wait right till game time. I like to get a feel right at game time and then bet. So it was about an hour before. And so I sat down about five minutes before I joined him. And I just started looking at everything. And, you know, for my bet of the game, so – yeah, it was a good night. Bet of the game, Leon Dreisaitl, plus 135, hitting over one and a half points. Uh, my easy money was Connor at two and a half um, points, and that was a plus one, uh, 425. That was your and easy money, was McDavid over two and a half points. <laughs> that was my – actually, I might have him backwards. I, might, I think maybe McDavid was my, easy, was my bet of the game, and Dreisaitl was my easy money. That's okay. how it was. Dreisaitl yeah. over one and a half was definitely my easy money. You're right. But then I wanted to have a lot of fun with risky business because he, you know, he had Gaetan Haas at plus 550 scoring a goal. And I love that. But my risky business is I wanted to be like plus 800 or over. And I saw that they had after the period ex- exact scores. And I don't know why, but I immediately, I saw plus one, uh, 1200 on two nothing and i just went i'm doing it this is this just it feels right i'm doing it and so i did it the parlay we don't need to talk about the parlay because yeah fuck the, the parlay who cares 
you made a ton of money. (laughs) You have three teams that you put in the parlay, two favorites and an underdog. The underdog wins and the two favorites lose. That's just like, I hate days like that. But anyway. That's that's classic parlay though. We were up two nothing with 11 minutes to go in the first. Those were some of the most stressful 11 minutes. They get a power play with like, two minutes and 47 seconds in the game that left in the period. And I'm like, here we go. It's all gone. This sucks. And they get good pressure. And Mike Smith stands on his head for that penalty kill. And then, so then there's like 50 seconds left and they traded chances in the last 50 seconds. I was stressing out, but man, was it ever good. I never, I I realized why I don't do stories on Instagram because I was like, I got to put this out there. And it took me the whole intermission just to put out like two posts in a story, but man, did I have some fun with that? And I was, I like wanted so bad to like say something to somebody like it's happening, but I just knew I would jinx it. So man, was that a fun night? I, uh, for probably the first time in like five games, I didn't bet on the Oilers to win the first period because the sports book I use gave me a free $20 live bet. So I was sitting there like, okay, I'm going to wait until the first TV timeout and then live bet the Oilers to win the first period. And of course, by the time we got to that point, the Oilers were already up one nothing. So I couldn't go uh, hop in and live bet it. Um, oh, Mr. Bag Milk has joined, but he's on another phone call while he has joined our Zoom call. It looks like he's using phone? a flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> That's a brick of a phone. Wow. Anyways. What the hell is going on? Oh, and he just got up and walked away. So the people listening to this podcast didn't see what just happened, but Bag Milk just basically joined the Zoom call and then like completely fucked off. The, um, hardest, the hardest working man at the nation. Look at him just yeah. going at it. Hey, I take offense to that. Yeah, me too, <laughs> I actually. Somebody. I knew both of you would. Of course, <laughs> that's the point. Uh, Jay, what did you think of the game last night? Well, I thought it is exactly what it should be. That We needed to show Calgary that they got lucky. Uh, in the first game and make a statement. And we did exactly that. I was pumped to see Cahoon back in the lineup. Can we fucking talk about that dry sidle one touch pass to to Cahoon? I think he should be suspended for it. Like that was unbelievable. That's why they've got Sedin connectivity, those two. So I'm so happy that they put him back in the lineup and that they actually broke up the, the McDavid dry sidle line, put dry with Cahoon. And boom, it paid off. I was so happy to see that. Hope, hopefully, because Cahoon is here to stay, yeah. because that allows us to, to have those, the two lines the way we did. So that was great. Pool party scoring. Always love seeing that kid smile. Cassie and back. He was a factor. That was exciting. A lot of good things to take from that game. Mike Smith was clearly so jacked after great. that game. He was great. Which so like so that meant a lot to him to do that uh and yeah it's it's you know we're we're buzzing again so it was just it just it was the game that 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 was exactly what that game should have been and i'm so pumped about it i haven't seen somebody who likes winning as much as mike smith in a while you know like it's seven three he clearly knows and he reacts at the end of the game like it was six five and it was like a barrage of shots in the last minute you know the two goals that happened you know whatever he played absolutely incredible and you know it's funny because i had said to bag milk on the pregame show that like when when mcdavid and dry are shut down i think everybody's kind of realized that they come back with full force right yeah. mm-hmm. the next game and so i i tune into the broadcast right at eight, uh, eight o'clock and it's the calgary guys and that's fine by me uh and the first thing they say is the one thing we're going to have to watch out for is McDavid and Dreisaitl blowing up tonight because they always perform after they get shut out. And, you know, that just brought music to my ears, especially with all my best. But the other thing I have to comment on is a lot of people talking about little tiny things that they say that makes them Homer. Every broadcast is a Homer. Yeah. Get over it. Except okay. for like a I national TV one, that. but yeah except for national TV one, those fuck, but they, it, what you, what you didn't fixate on is that's what you heard when they said, Oh, they're still in this at seven, three kind of probably being a small bit sarcastic was how much they talked about how much they loved Smith for just that little push on Russell, how much they love Russell for being a gamer and, and making that play after his skate blade fell out, how much they were giving credit 
to the Oilers after the game for just being, you know, a team that is in tip-top form right now. And when they are, that's what they look at. I, I just I hate when people see it through those blinders and don't see the other side of it. Well, those guys were good last night. I just, I didn't care that they were Calgary broadcasters. I thought they were great. I, I like Rick Ball's call. I actually think he has a really, really solid call. The other thing, too, like, you can sit there and be like, oh, Flames, homers, I hate them. It's like literally Rogers, Sportsnet, Flames, hockey. And if a Flames fan were to listen to Jack Michaels, I love Jack. I think Jack's call is one of the best around the league. But there would be elements of that broadcast that do the same thing. I remember when the Oilers were down 3 nothing to the Habs this year and Shore scored a shorthanded goal with, like, three minutes left. And Jack was like, they're back in it. And I was like, if I was a Habs fan and heard that, I would be dying laughing because, like, there's no way the Oilers were back in it. But when you do regional games, your job is to hype up the regional crowd in which you are representing. So, yeah, the people who bitch about the Flames broadcast, like, I don't know. I think it's just a little bit much. Like, you should know what's happening. This is the whole reason why we didn't like Drew Remenda. It's because he wasn't a homer and he was always blowing the other team. Well, and, like, I actually didn't even think Drew was – Everyone loved to jump down his throat, but like, I didn't think he was a terrible analyst. He's a really nice guy, but everyone's like, I fucking hate that guy. He wasn't a homer though. Cause he wasn't a homer. homer. That was it. That's yeah. why people didn't like him. Anyways. Like if, uh, yeah. Like if, if we took his Oilers nation, if we took just kind of like a, a the, the opposite side takes in our content, we would be absolutely shelled for it. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, you, you got to have anyone who's on brand or on side with the team and the fandom. You need to have that homerism because that's what we want. We want yeah. that. We want that hope for down seven, three. We want, we want Jack Michaels to say that now we know we might have a chance to pull it off. Bang on. Uh, let's get to our chat with uh, Struddy, our weekly chat with the former NHLer Jason Strudwick, which is brought to you by Vision VR Hockey Training. Train your hockey brain to see the plays to make on the ice with their off-ice reps. It's a VR reality training system. It's located in St. Albert, visionvrhockey.com. And Chalmers, you brought up the whole, like, if you're a minor hockey team with some leftover funds from fundraising, a good way to use it would be to go to Vision VR Hockey Training. Yeah, I contacted Struds after. Uh, so we did a, a right off the bat in this season, we did a, um, a raffle, sort of selling tickets for a raffle. We fundraised and we raised quite a bit of money. It had to be used for player development. You need to get a permit to do these things. Um, part of the permit with AGLC is that this must be put t- towards player development. So we were kind of stuck because it can't buy ice right now. A lot of the facilities, they weren't open um you know during the lockdown and so we couldn't spend any of the money so we had a we had a we had a, ca- a lot of cash to play with and so i contacted strutty about getting my team and we've been working on a package and honestly for the amount of money we're paying i cannot believe the amount of sessions that we are getting these kids are going to get like six sessions at this place each and it's gonna and they're gonna be able to just book it when they want and it's just like to me it was the perfect uh, way to do this, like to spend this money. So yeah, it's the, awesome. Anybody that deal, wants to do it, this is a great idea. Strutty, thoughts on that opening? That, that sounds to me like I got to jack the price up a little bit. That's uh, <laughs> uh, the kind of numbers we're talking about. I thought I we said, raised a lot of money. We raised a lot of money. I thought I said six sessions total. You know, not 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 six for each kid. Uh, there must have been some miscommunication. The deals are so good that I'm going to have a kid just so I can start bringing them into this. Uh, exactly. Whoa! All right. <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. I gotta get the basement thing figured out first. Yeah, um, pregnant. That's okay. <laughs> Strutty, uh, the game there. last night, the Oilers bounced back with just a huge win. Uh, what were some of your overall takeaways from their uh, from their converted touchdown against the Calgary Flames? Yeah, number one, I thought Markstrom had a tough night. You know, he yeah. didn't look sharp. Um, you know, and, and listen, I'm not taking away from the Oilers' effort, but I thought he, he really had a tough night. And that, that kind of is difficult for a team when your goalie's fighting the puck. Um, for the Oilers, I thought they didn't give up any really easy chances for the Flames. We saw the previous game, you know, between, uh, uh, you know, kind of a bobble puck in the neutral zone led to a goal. You've got uh, Bear sliding up and, and pinching at the wrong time. Um, you know, it was just, it was too easy. So last night it was hard. The, the Flames had to earn every goal they got. They got a couple at the end, but, you know, to be honest, it's not get too worked up about that. But the Oilers made them work it. And, and Mark Schmidt had a tough night. The Oilers took full advantage. It's one of those things where, like, I thought the Flames actually made a good amount of mistakes, like a lot of turnovers that probably shouldn't have been happening. But 
in the game on Monday, I felt like Edmonton also made a lot of mistakes. But to me, last last night's game was a perfect example of how good this Oilers team can be if you give them an inch. Like if you give McDavid or Drysaddle an inch or an extra chance in the offensive zone, they are going to take a mile and make you pay most of the time. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're such dangerous players. And that's the thing that, you know, that when the Oilers have uh, had tough times struggling with offense, the other team's done a really good job in limiting their space and time. And I'm talking about Leon and Connor. They're picking them up in their, in the offensive zone. Uh, so the Oilers' defensive zone and staying with them. Uh, so as a forward, and then the D-man can just feel more comfortable standing up. But when you have, um, you know, guys busting through the team, like think of Darnell Nurse's goal last night. You know, Connor just gets a little bit of space on the outside, drives wide, drives low. He stops up because the D-man plays him a little soft, turns around, huge gap in the new, in the, in the slot. Uh, Nurse walks in there and, and scores on Markstrom. Like that's vintage Connor McDavid and what he does to teams. And, uh, you know, if you're not going to stay close to him, he's going to get his speed and then it's ugly. It's ugly. Talking a little bit about uh, the blue liners. There's two I want to ask you about this week. The first one is Tyson Berry. Did like I think every Oilers fan and, and people who cover and follow the team kind of sat there and could envision a scenario where this experiment worked out really well this year. But I don't I didn't expect it to work this well. Has he surprised you with how productive he's been and how well he seems to have fit in here? Well, what's really surprising is how many Oilers fans are upset that he's doing well. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand this. You know, like you, you, you can't give us shiny things. No, I mean, you know, how many times have the Oilers bring in a free agent who hasn't worked? And not only is this guy working, he's, you know, leading the league in points. And now they're like, well, it's, he's, he's, he shouldn't be doing it or he's not, you know, you're screwing over Bouchard. I'm like, how the guy is playing really, really well. And, um, you know, for what he does, he's not a defensive stalwart. Uh, the goal last night uh, that were uh, the first goal for the Flames, you know, that's, that's his guy. And he, he's not even around him. You know, he's, he's in the same uh, zip code, but he's not the right house for the party. And, uh, you know, Kachuk comes around, taps it in, and uh, – who was it? I think that was uh, Lindholm's Lindholm, goal. Maybe. Yeah, yeah that's, he, he, that's not what he does. But he makes up for it with the good stuff he does with the puck on his stick. And what I love about him is that he's fearless, fearless with the puck on his stick. But also, he jumps up and, and joins a rush, kind of like I just talked about Darnell Nurse. Like he comes in as that second wave of, of guys attacking the net. So, yeah, like I, I, don't get, I don't get it. Now, if you want to talk about should they or should they not sign him, that's fine. But let's not be upset. The guy's under $4 million, cranking out points like crazy. Helping on the power play, you know, Darnell Nurse has, has never played better. I mean, it, it, he's got to be doing something right yeah. out there or else uh, not all these things would be going well. The uh, the other defenseman that's caused a hot debate around Oilers Nation this week is Ethan Bear. Like my eyes, when I watch Ethan Bear, he doesn't feel like he's playing as well um, he doesn't feel like he's playing as well as he was last season, but the analytics tell you he's better than he was last season. So where do you come out on Ethan Bear's play this season? Has he taken a step back or is he just playing a smaller role? Well, let's just look at the two Calgary games. I thought the first Calgary game, he really struggled. And, you know, you can, you can tell me anything you want about the analytics, but when I see a guy whose baseline, most important job is moving the puck out of his own zone, he was fighting. I mean, he had yeah. a tough time. How many times he get the puck and, and he was, you know, it'd, it'd be an indecisive play or the wrong play or no play. And I, I know what those feel like. I've done them. Now, you, you go to last night and see the way he played. Last night, I think he changed his mindset. When he got the puck, he was taking a step right away. And a lot of time for a D-man and, and a forward too, but uh, especially for a D-man, you get the puck and take a step, you get in motion, and everything just kind of feels better after that. And he, you can see it, especially in the first period. You go back and watch the game. Uh, you know, take take a quick step, make a play. Take a step, make a play. And I thought it was his best puck-moving game of the night last night, uh, of the year last night. So a really nice step forward for him. But he's not like he was last year. I don't, I you know, I, I'm not interested in what those numbers say. I, I I can see what he's on for more shots or not. But imagine if he was moving the puck as well as he could be. I think that's a big thing. So if he's not moving the puck, he's not what he's being good at. And I think that seeing that last night is a really positive uh, experience for me. And I think we got Barry Larson and, and Bear, three guys on the right side. And there was a few years ago with it, you know, it was, it was, who was it? Mark Fain and, and uh, these types of guys. Nikitin. Yeah, Nikki. Oh, man. Nikki Nikitin. Yeah, that, this guy. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story about that guy. So I have a friend. Uh, he, he sends me a text. He's like, hey, I found Nikki Nikitin's wife's purse in the parking lot at Safeway. He's like, what should I do? I'm like, I don't know. I'll, I'll call the team. So I called the guy, one of the guys I knew on the team. And he's like, uh, yeah, she says she can bring it over. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how this is going to work. She can go to him and thank him for getting it. You know, he's not driving it over to your house. 
And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I couldn't believe it. Like, you, someone finds their purse and we're going to have to go and take it to you. I'd drive, I'd run <laughs> through, uh, you know, the gates of hell to get my wallet back instead of having to get all those, uh, you know, big buck credit cards we done. <laughs> That's not where I was expecting that answer to go, but that was a great story. Yeah. <laughs> um, last night, we saw Chris Russell lose his skate blade and continue to battle. In your career, did you ever have one of those moments where your blade popped out and you were Bambi on the ice? No, oh, no. Well, I've been badly on the ice, but never because of my skate blades. But I, I think that, um, you know, it does happen. And I mm. actually thought he broke his foot. It, to be honest, like, you know, when you're watching it from a distance, I'm like, oh, my God, he brought, he broke his foot. And, uh, <laughs> and then you see the replay. It literally hit it right off. So I actually think these blades come out easier yeah. than blades have been in, 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 you know, 10, 15 years ago. But I love it. I love how Smitty just gives him a shove to the, to the, to the yeah. branch after. I think it's that just, says... I think that says a lot about Chris Russell that his skate blade yeah. pops out. He's continuing to battle and try and make plays, but in your mind, you're like, you know, he might have broken his foot, and like he's the type of guy who would break his foot and be like, "Fuck it, I'm finishing this shift." Uh, he's he's such a gritty guy. You know what the best part about him is, and the owners have him signed for what is it, one and a quarter next year. Yeah, and you know what, really, what's going to change between now and there for for him? Uh, he'll get a year older, fair enough, but he still gets around well. You know, uh, he still is, uh, you know, a battler. So to have that guy as your, you know, six, seven next year, I think that is something that Oilers fans should be really happy. I think that's um, like it's a mismatch. If you go look at other teams, six, seven, I think Chris Russell is better than most six, sevens uh, this year, but especially next year for them to know it. Yeah. Now that he's down at like one and a quarter, that's going to be a great deal. What's up, Chalmers? You're muted, man. I'm sorry. We can't hear you. You got on mute. There you go. Uh, I wanted to ask him a player perspective question. It might be a stupid question, but at 7-1, when they scored that second goal in the third period and the siren goes off and the flames go off and then the announcer says it as if there's like a packed house in there. When you're down 7-1 at that point, are you on the bench kind of being like, I don't want to hear that like right now. <laughs> like that's, that's not helping. Like, is it annoying? Do they roll their eyes or is it like, is it like, yeah. fuck yeah, there we go. Let's make them feel like shit for letting us have one. I don't, I didn't know how yeah. to take that because I know that if I was Calgary, I was like, right when I heard, it, I was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Like, <laughs> hey, got got to play for your next contract. Yeah, yeah, it's all. I mean, those things are all pre-planned, right? So as a player, you are embarrassed. Like, hey, nice goal, let's just skate off and get out of here. Like, you can't, you know, you you just you, you get piss pounded seven one by your rivals and your new coach yeah. is on the bench. Like, do you think he's really that happy? So yeah, that's not a time to be celebrating. Although. You know, if you like, I, I remember I scored a, uh, it was like 7 1. I scored like the one goal against Patrick Law. I was so happy. I didn't care. I'm like, yes, I scored, like, stuck on it, Patrick Law. Um, but that was about it. That was the only good thing that happened the whole game. That and the game ending. <laughs> uh, good stuff as always, Strutty. Appreciate your time, man. We'll talk again next week. Yep. See you guys then. There you go. That is Jason Strudwick. As always, he is for Vision VR Hockey Training. Train your hockey brain to see the plays to make with off-ice reps on their VR training system. They're in St. Albert, visionvrhockey.com. Perfect for your minor hockey club. Shout out to Struddy for figuring out how to hop out of the Zoom call this week as well. First time he's done that. Uh, Bag Milk is here now, and he is ready to bless us with his takes. BM, yes. how are you? Well, Jay tweeted something this morning. Very exciting. And my phone hasn't stopped ringing since. So that's why I'm late. I was having a nice little discussion with one Robert what, Brown. What's going on here? What did I oh, say? Yeah. You guys have been alluding to this shit. I work for the nation and I don't know what's going on. I just see JB like, big news. And I'm like, whoa, that's not good that I don't know what's happening. It's so funny. Remchuk is not like we do weekly team calls on Tuesdays. That I'm not on. Remchuk is a giant. Well, fuck you. When do you have time? You're in the air. The Giants. Yeah, your rem check's a big part of what we do, <laughs> and he's never on the calls and privy to anything that's going on. So I got to alert the team on Tuesday uh, about what's kind of going on. But, this happened uh, two days know. ago, and no one gave me the heads up. Well, it's because <laughs> we're, we're only after Tyler. I got fucking phone calls coming up for the rest of the day, so I'll <laughs> add you. To- Who else called you, Bag Mel? I talked to I talked to Steinberg down in Calgary. I talked to Brownlee. I had a very long conversation with Ryan Pike. I talked to... uh, Nobody knows what any of this means. What did you tweet? (laughs) Jesus. Oh, I just... I I teased about how today... Because today is an official day of something. Something official and monumental happened today. And we're going to work as a team on how we're going to release this information. (laughs) 
So I want you to sound like a politician. I yeah, he does sound like a politician. What? So I want to create a buzz. Uh, apparently, I am, and that's so good. it did. Uh, so anybody who, uh, whether I'm their contact for day to day or whatever it is, I've had a very busy day on the phone today. <laughs> you're you welcome. See- if you didn't see Jay's tweet, he said, today is a monumental day for Oilers Nation, the Nation Network, and our entire team. Can't wait to share the details with you. Stay tuned. And most importantly, thank you for all your support. We can't do any of this without you. Basically, Jay, it's a chance for the Nation Network to grow, right? It's pretty uh, pretty self-explanatory in that tweet if yeah, you yeah. really want to dissect it. It's, it's, it's all there. Oh, I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> what is so happening? We'll, we'll formally... So this... This is actually like press release worthy. So we're going to be publicly announcing it next week. We're going to do articles and create some content for all the sites about it. And it's just going to tell the story about what's next. What's next is cool, but you got to wait for it. But you got to wait for it. People that have my phone number decided that they didn't want to wait for it. So that's where I was. What are you, what kind of takes you want, Tyler? Mike Smith cheering at the end <laughs> well, of the game. Love it. New no, 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 no. Before, before, we, before we get to that, was that a flip phone you were on? Me? No. Oh, wow. That thing looks like it a brick. What like, iPhone is it that? It looked like a flip phone. We were talking about like Bagman Pierce got a flip phone. I'm like, I'll tell you what. iPhone 11 Pro. Wow. Okay. All right. It looked Jeez. like a Motorola Razor for a second. I yeah, wish I still uh, had a Motorola Razor. I'll have my old StarTac. Oh, yeah. StarTac was legendary. Okay. Um, I guess I'll just keep going with the Oilers talk now. There's nothing else to talk about with this announcement. We're, we're good. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't uh, oh, God. Can't I, just, I just can't even think about what we're talking about because of this exciting announcement that you guys aren't going to tell anybody till an undisclosed time. I don't I know what's week. going on. Next well, clearly, week. it's working, Charles. You're, you're excited. I'm excited. Well, what? So what's bag? You look what you're doing to your to your people. Bag milk's gotta be on the phone all morning, answering questions <laughs> to a fucking answering. Sorry, ha- having to answer the questions he doesn't know how to answer. Look at this. Bag milk knows. The thing is, I do I do have the answer. Um, okay, yes. well I'll call you in a bit. I'll call you in a bit, bag milk. <laughs> I'll be calling you at right? the end of this podcast. Let's okay, call. well, Listen. you can you can call me again, but then that means Chalmers, you need to jump on risky business again, or else I ain't telling you shit, buddy. If I don't, if I don't, then I'm gonna be I'm gonna be mad. The legions of fans that went with me last night are gonna be mad because and you had a great time, night. We're bankrolling bank for the weekend, baby. That was a lot of fun. You had I a good night believe, betting too. I can't believe I hit risky business yeah. like in the first period. I'm like, okay, this is never gonna happen again. Like it was. Yeah, it's crazy. I would You've love to come, come off like a legend. You've come yeah. off like a legend, and now the so, audience is going to be thirsty. You need to deliver the picks. No, you should retire. So that's, that's what I was just going to say. No, you Doug. double down. Should I just retire, or should I double down uh, tonight and go over four and have to put out a put out a uh, Instagram story with all losers over top of my stupid picks? Oh uh, man, it was fun though. Like you know what. I, I liked having you on yesterday, Chalmers, because it just it, it's better to talk to somebody and have some bets in place. And you did the same bets that I did, so it was perfect. Yeah, did it was fun. This... And it, it, it did feel a little rushed. I'm not going to lie. What Ten am I minutes. Talk about you it. It was, it, no, but it was good. No, no, no. Because you know what? I, I, I said it felt rushed, but I'll tighten it up this next time. Because what I found was a lot of people jumped in like at the seven-minute mark and only heard the last three minutes. And people were saying to me, like, well, what did you guys talk about? And I said, look, it's the easiest of re-listens. Like, it's 10 minutes. Like, 10 minutes. go back and watch it, right? And yep. so that's what's, that's what's good about keeping it short. I think it's a good – it's a good um, uh, a word I don't know. I can't think of right now. Mm-hmm. That's good. why I think it's going to work good. Like, Structure. risky business, if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, risky business, an hour before puck drop on Instagram Live, we talk a little bit of sports betting. Uh, I do – Four different bets if you want to join in. Um, I've got my bet of the game. I've got easy money. I've got risky business. And then the can't miss parlay. So if you want to join in with any of those four bets, that would be fantastic. And what time again? An hour before the game? Hour before puck drop. Quick <sighs> 10 minutes of what? bet and talk. We'll be degenerates together. We'll bet with our hearts. I will read some stuff from our friends at oddshark.com about the game. Whether we use it or not is up to you. What's puck drop tonight? Seven. 
Seven. Jack and Louie on the call for all those people who want uh, who don't Excellent. want to drugs anymore. See, as I was I was talking to Brownlee and I had one earphone in, so I was kind of listening to you, yeah. kind of listening to Brownlee talk about stories from 1936. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you're wrong, Tyler. I think yes, Jack and Louie are a little bit homers, but they are not as heavy as the Flames broadcast crew. Like last night, the Oilers scored first, and they said they took a play out of the Flames playbook. <laughs> Whose playbook isn't to score fucking first? <laughs> That's a good point. You know what? Okay. Okay. I don't know. Because I didn't hear that one. But what else? Like, like, can you key in on it? Maybe that just started everybody getting the blinders on. Because that is pretty stupid. Like, yeah. Everybody's yeah. Like, first. Oh, yeah. But Flames it, is the only team in the NHL that really have a plan of scoring first. But then it got okay. into, like, 7-2 uh, Willie Legs. Get a little giveaway, 7-2, okay, fine, 7-3. And then I don't remember who it was. They were like, oh, I don't know. The Flames might still be in this thing. And it was there's five minutes left. They're not in it. They're not in it. So well, I that's their job. I agree. That's their job, and that's what you're listening for on a Flames broadcast. But I don't think that when we listen to Jack and Louie tonight, if the Oilers are pumping the Jets, that we'll go, well, you know, they're still well, What was nice called, about last night is there was an Eric Francis. That yeah, guy, he he's, he's he goes too far. The color guy sounded a lot like Kelly Rudy. I can't it was Kelly was Rudy. Kelly, it was Kelly Rudy. Oh my god, it was. Yeah. I thought it was the dudes that I thought it was the dudes. They show that, his that, face that all the time. Yeah, you know what? You I listen. Had the earphones in. I was doing a lot of stuff last night. I'm a busy fucking guy, you guys. I got a household to attend to. I got. I'll tell you, this guy that looks up. like Kelly Rudy sounds like him too. But since when is Kelly Rudy the fucking? Flames, the Flames guy, though. Since when has that been? For a while. Boy, this color announcer, he's pretty good. He's no Kelly Rudy, Dude, but I, I he's good. That. He kind of sounds like him. I could have sworn the, the ball guy and the other guy who kept talking to whatever Brent, what, Brend, who's Brendan Morrison and, and Matt Stajan. Yeah. Oh, God. That was painful. Okay, well, that's why he sounded like Kelly Rudy, because it was Kelly Rudy. I don't listen to the Flames broadcast very often. The fuck am I supposed to know that when I'm not paying attention to the game? All I care about is my bets. Like this color guy is good, but it would be nice if they could get Kelly Rudy on some of these games yeah, going forward. This guy looks a lot like a goalie that used to play for the Kings in the 90s, you know? Can't put my finger on it. Uh, okay, before we keep going, I need to give uh, some love to our friends at Manscaped.com. They are all in on the hockey season. They love the NHL, and uh, they love us. We love them. It's a good relationship we got going on, and we love the listeners as well. So we're giving you 20% off at manscaped.com. Head to the website. Change your currency to Canadian. If you're in Canada, maybe you're not, and you're listening to this podcast, punch in the promo code Real Life. You get 20% off free shipping anything on their website. I am a big fan of their Lawnmower 3.0 and its skin-safe technology. Fantastic stuff. Their boxers are very comfortable as well. You get those when you buy either the perfect package or the performance package. So uh, manscaped.com, check them out. I really hope the shirt uh, shrinks that it came with. It didn't come with a shirt. Mine came with a shirt? Yours, you got a shirt? No, I got a shirt. a shirt. What? I didn't get yeah, a shirt. I got a, I got a shirt too. Oh, your rim chuck. It says manscaped? <laughs> no shirt yeah. for your rim chuck. Like everywhere. And it's, it's, your balls it's soft. Will thank it's you nice on the shirt. Oh man, now I'm a little disappointed. Don't I didn't worry, get a shirt. It wouldn't fit you. You look, you look, you look lanky. It wouldn't fit you. Okay. <laughs> skinny, skinny. You fit. can have my game. Uh, you can have my game worn shirt, Tyler. Game worn. Can you sign it for me? Absolutely. Uh, we're going to be talking a little more betting with Scott Hastings coming up in just a second here. Um, but one of the things I wanted to talk about. Okay, we've now seen Mike Smith for 16 games this season. He continues he continues to play really really well. Like his numbers are good. Is there a point where we need to have a conversation about them bringing back soon to be 39-year-old Mike Smith next season or is this like the last hurrah? Jay, you're not in your head. You think there's a conversation to be had about bringing him back? Maybe not as our starter, but uh, the, the the guy is a leader. Uh, and he's clearly determined to uh, stick around. So, and he's playing phenomenal right now. We can't argue that. This so, yeah, why not exactly still have him on the team? The type of not, talk but not radio as your starter. I was told we were not going to do talk radio about Mike Smith coming back next year. You guys, let's just worry about our playoff run 
having a good time, scoring some goals, winning some money, getting the playoffs, winning a playoff series. Uh, okay. Then I'll change gears to something here in the now. Jay, did you post the job posting that I wrote for you somewhere? Because Uh, I'm getting uh, a bunch of emails from (laughs) random people asking for jobs. Yes. Oh my God. I'm having a hell of a day for this guy today. (laughs) It's, I just get, I just get an email. It it refreshes my nation email refreshes. And it's like six new emails and it's all the same thing. And I'm like, what is happening right now? I am Tyler Uremchuk, and you are his in-law's house. I am flooding you with shit today. Uh, yeah, I sent that over to our friends at Nate. Okay, okay, well, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'm very confused to get all these elves clear. Okay, well. A, we're hiring? Can I apply? Well, yeah, everybody saw Jay's I guess. and now they're blowing me up. <laughs> Momentum. Are we expanding to Vegas? Are we expanding to Vegas with our betting show? Chalmers will be our yeah, Vegas we're gonna, correspondent. We're going to do a live. We're going to do a live risky bit business in Vegas when we go down there. Next oh, season. Would that be this golf good? nation is well underway, and that's what this is all about. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So can we talk about disc golf for the four more for the four minutes before Scott comes on? Yeah. Sure. That, well, what we're okay. That really got, struck a got chord. Got a lot of flow here today. This podcast is all over the place, but it always is. Yeah, anyways, We've yeah. We talked Oilers. What are you talking about? We've been all over the place. Well, we're trying to talk Oilers, Oilers but you, you're inter- you're derailing the Oilers. I was talk. like, "Hey, let's talk about Mike Smith," and you were really like, "Shut the fuck up!" That's a terrible yeah, your idea. Yeah, your best friend, Mike <laughs> yeah. Smith, we're to talk about. We're trying you to put it me. on a tee for you to share personal stories of you and Mike Smith, and you shat on. Oh, this one time, this one time, I got really close to him, and I could smell the side of his <laughs> armpit because that's how tall he is, and that's how short I am. Nobody wants to hear about that. They want to talk yeah. about disc golf. Clearly. I, you think I get DMs? You think I get DMs after about like, oh man, your Oilers analysis was spot. I didn't even know it was fucking Kelly Rudy last night. Like, <laughs> come on, let's talk. Let's let's talk about things that get some crap. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm willing to talk about disc golf. Trust me, I'm getting more in. in, in no, no, no. Let's talk about Oilers. No, no, disc golf. Because I someone texted into the radio show and was like, hey, I'm the president of the the disc golf association. Let me know what you want to do. Okay. Like. This is a and big how many deal. Emails did you get a, how many emails did you get about bringing back Mike Smith next year? A lot. People Zero. also like coming to me for uh, my analysis. Yeah, but that exact but no, question. Yeah. Okay. Disc golf. I got, a, I got an email from a one Eric Moon. He's a very avid listener and a good guy. And he said that he is part of the Edmonton Association of Disc Golf and also part of the Pro Disc Golf Association. He has a oh. membership to both. He plays four times a week. And so I said, okay, I got seven questions. So I asked him, do they have a beer cart girl? Like, how much does it cost to play? Where are these courses? What do I need to bring so I don't look like a noob to the very first time I go and play? You know, like, I got good golf course etiquette, but, you know, disc golf might be a little different. And he just gave me a whole bunch of instruments. They have a Thursday night league. Basically, every Thursday night in the summertime, if you're part of the Edmonton Disc Golf Association, you can go play in a little men's night, little, or, well, maybe it's everybody night. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but they have also like all these different types of discs. He's like, dude, if you need a hookup, I've got so many discs. And I'm like, really? Yeah, we need a oh, hookup. See, we do one podcast yeah. about disc golf. Now we're going to have a team and a league. Like we're, we're gonna making progress here. We're going to have, have a tournament. tournament. There's two things we need to talk about is summer sports more. And now that I've know more about it is disc golf. The other one is lawn bowling. But anyways, we'll park lawn bowling for another day. Continue with the disc golf. Let's just table, let's table that and circle back in my best uh, business conference uh, wording. But Tyler, you're sitting back in your seat. You got the most impressive email about disc golf. And that was from who? The president of the Edmonton Disc Golf Association. Yeah, sorry. I was eating jelly beans, actually, and sitting back in my seat. Um, they were on sale at Costco, the big bag. I love them. Uh, yeah, I think found out Kaylor Yamamoto, big disc golf guy yesterday. Yeah, oh. we did, which was weird timing, right? Right. Yeah, the, the universe works in magical ways. Do you want to be on the ground floor of this or not, your M-Chuck, sitting back in your chair eating Costco <laughs> shit? We're, we're making moves here right now. We are we're starting shit. Hustle. We're trying to hustle. Look, this is the next big revenue stream, disc golf. When we're on top yeah, of man, like I'll do it. I'll go fucking us. play disc golf. It's approachable. It's affordable. Yeah. It's outside you don't just in the play summer. Disc golf, your M Chuck. You don't just play <laughs> disc golf. You live disc golf. <laughs> you breathe disc golf. And when you sit back, you eat a Costco-sized bag of disc golf. Okay. <laughs> yep. 
You go My in for samples God. on disc golf. You're either you're either you're either in or you're disc golf out. And I don't get it. We're gonna be on top of the mountain, and I want you there with us, buddy. You need to change your Me attitude. Too. We can actually, the beauty is, I think we can actually throw with COVID, we could throw a disc golf event because it's outside, it's safe. Would we have to disinfect the the discs? Oh, everyone uses their own. You have to BYOD. You have to BYODs. Okay. Yep. Yep. Bring your own discs. Yep. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Really bagged milk? Was was that as bad as me not knowing it was Kelly Rudy? (laughs) Would we have to disinfect the discs? Oh okay, yeah, we're bringing in our friend Scott Hastings from Oddshark, Oddshark.com, everything you need to make the sharper play. Uh, well, Scotty Hastings. We have a question. We have, yeah. we have yeah. a question for Scott. Before I know you're going to go on this rant, Tyler, but we always have to interrupt you. Scott, are you a disc golfer? Yeah. yeah. What? That That's like uh, not a popular thing out here yet. Well, it's not oh. a popular thing anywhere, but we're trying to get well, it we're there. making it. <laughs> yeah. We're going to yeah. bring Scott in on the ground floor. He'll be our Eastern correspondent. Yes. That's great. He, That's great. he, he can I, lay the I odds for heard, the event. I have heard local government or people talking about uh, talking to local government about getting more disc golf uh, horses. But uh, at this point, I think right now they have like little cages around some uh, like walking trails. So that's that's the best they've got right now. But apparently it is in the works. I feel like that could almost be dangerous to just like have them by walking trails. Like what, how far is like the average drive for an adult male in disc golf? Like if I'm oh, like, like 50, these things over 60 yards. Oh no. I would think probably what's like, what's like 65 meters in, in, in yards. Does anybody know that? Oh yeah. Let me just off the top of my head, figure that out. Like 200 yards. Okay. Really? Oh no. 65 meters in yards. Oh, it'd be like 71 yeah, it's pretty close. Okay, it's pretty. Yeah, close. I, I think I think a I think a far disc golf drive would be like eighty yard eighty yards. Two hundred like to three hundred feet, between two hundred and three hundred feet, according to the PDGA. So there you go, um, Scott. That's what we've been talking about on our Oilers <laughs> podcast. Um, anyways, last week I wanted the to last talk- three minutes. Last week, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about in-game betting. And I've always heard that like basketball is a good sport to watch the in-game odds on because there's a lot of fluctuation in the point runs. In hockey, is there a way to find an edge in that? Yeah, we have a great uh, article up on uh, on our website done by Stephen Campbell. And, and there's some interesting things. You know, what what's different about like football or basketball uh, as far as in, in-game betting compared to hockey is when one team goes up one, nothing, the odds become like minus 200 minus 250, And it's just, it's not really worth making a bet on unless that team is already a huge underdog, like going against Tampa Bay or something, you might be able to still get some value. Uh, but one of the, the lines that really stood out to me is the Los Angeles Kings. Um, when leading after the first period are six and zero to win the game, but they have an average point differential or goal differential of 3.17. So that's interesting because you may not get the value betting on them on the money line, but you can always get them at a goal and a half. Uh, and, and that an average win, uh, win margin of three goals, you know, the Kings, you could probably still get at a goal and a half after the first period. You probably still get at plus money. So I thought that was really intriguing. What about on the other side, like a team who maybe goes down by one, but is showing that they're, uh, they're maybe good at bouncing back. Do you have any insight on that? Yeah, not many teams have a plus goal differential after losing after the first, which is probably not surprising. Although the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning uh, are five and three when losing after the first period, and they're the only team with a plus goal differential. So if the Bolts go down after the after the first, uh, it's not a bad play to uh, take them. Uh, but there's plenty of teams that have a plus goal differential after just giving up the first goal. So that that's definitely an interesting one. Tampa Bay, after giving up the first goal of the game, uh, or after, yeah, after giving up the first goal of the game, they're nine and five straight up. So uh, definitely a team to watch if they ever go down. But that, I think that's sort of a no-brainer. You know, Tampa Bay is legit, pro- probably the best team in the NHL. So anytime they're down, if you can get that at a pretty good value, it's, it's not a bad bet to uh, take the Bolts. Scott, I want to ask you a question about parlays since I'm doing a little betting thing pregame now for the Oilers. And one of my bets every game is a can't miss parlay. 
when you're going to set up a parlay, is there, do you have any kind of formula of what you're looking for to put one of those together? Or is it kind of, it varies by the day who's playing who, is there any rhyme or reason or not? Yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, I, I like to go with a bit of a variety personally. So, you know, each week I've been given a little three-leg parlay that keeps getting screwed by the plus one half mm-hmm. uh, dogs. It's killing me two and threes every week. Uh, although a single bet, 66%, uh, you'd be raking in the dough and I've been hitting the underdog, but I like to sort of vary it up with like a, a pretty decent favorite somewhere in that minus 160 to minus 190 range. Then I look for an underdog that I really like, which is going to boost that odds, uh, making it worth the parlay. Cause you don't want to do, you know, uh, uh, Joe Osborne, greasy money line parlay. Of course it'll hit, but for hockey, it's extremely difficult in, in that sense that many favorites go down. So I, I like a pretty sizable favorite, a dog that I like, and usually I'm not going to go for a huge one, like, uh, you know, Buffalo over Washington. That's, that's a dicey underdog. I'm looking <laughs> one that's a little closer to that 120, 130 range, plus 120, plus 130. And then I like to throw in a plus one and a half, uh, for a game that I think is going to be a tighter game, uh, of course, that's blown up in my face. So I sort of like to go with that as my trio of uh, parlay picks. And what's the sweet spot for you? How many games? Three? Or do you like twos? Fours today? Yeah, yeah I, I think three is a, is a really nice spot. I've got four for today uh, just because I'm pissed off and might as well get another one in there. Um, <laughs> we're going to get a winner this week, boys. Uh, but no, I, I think three is a, it's a very manageable number. Uh, you know, once you start getting four and five, it gets fun. It gets exciting. Uh, but, uh, you know, more times than not, you're not hitting that. So I, I like, a, I think three is a very manageable sweet spot, especially if you throw in an underdog, if you're sticking with sort of juicier favorites, yeah, sure. Four or five might be more your, your angle, but I think if you throw in a dog, a, a three spot, is very nice. Uh, when we were texting earlier today, Scott, you mentioned an uptick in fighting, and I'm very interested. What does that uptick look like? Of course, we are partnered with HockeyFights.com. Shout out to Hockey Fights and the new uh, John Scott Dropping the Gloves podcast. Uh, but is there like a betting angle to more fights in the NHL? There was early in the season, and they've they've put the odds up here and there of just how many fights would be out there this year. Uh, I'm trying to look very quickly on our website because we did have an article on it and I can't seem to find it, but I've just noticed in general that I'm seeing almost every night that there's another fight. It just, it just, you know, in over the last few years, it's just sort of seemed like, Oh, not a lot of grit. You'd see get goalies get smoked and there was no repercussions. And I've seen it a lot more. And maybe that's just teams playing each other more and more often that they're getting a little more testy or that, you know, they're showing some teams like, like Boston, Boston for years have always had high end skill, but they were a, a hard time, hard team to play against. And I felt a team like Toronto always struggled in those situations. Yeah. Then they bring in a player like Kyle Clifford and uh, Wayne Simmons this year was dropping the mitts. So just seeing things like that, I think there's been an uptick in, uh, in fights all, all around. I did see on hockeyfights.com, another shout out to them, that every team has at least one fight this year. And two-thirds of the league have had at least five fights this year. So I, I love seeing that. I also have the odds up here. Uh, they had it broken down by division. And this looks like it was uh, early January, so north towards the start of the season. But uh, Brady Kachuk, Austin Watson were the two favorites to lead the North Division. I think Brady Kachuk is definitely uh, up in the mix there. Um Barclay Goodrow and Patrick Maroon were the favorites to win the Central. Uh, Nicholas Delorier and Ryan Reeves uh, to win the West. Ryan Revo makes sense. And uh, over to the East, Tom Wilson and Ross Johnston. So, again, Tom Wilson. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what you would expect. So, speaking of hockey uh, fights, since we brought it up, I can't help but take this minute to just say, I looked at a post the other day, and guess who commented on it? The one guy that everybody says they were scared of. Smack. McIntyre. Oh, Dude, yeah. Smacker. He, he's, <laughs> he's a fan. He's a fan. That's unbelievable. It's so cool. I love yeah. seeing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Scott, I want to talk one, the last sort of betting area I wanted to get to with you. The Calder Trophy race. I mean, to me, this feels like Kirill Kaprizov's to lose. I'm actually on the hunt for a Kaprizov jersey. That's how big of a fan of his nice. I am. Uh, is he, are the odds showing him running away with oh, this thing, or yeah. is it closer? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm hearing some laughter. Not a fan of Kabrusov. Where Where is he trying to find this jersey? Is what I'm thinking. Are you going online to try to find this? Yeah, I'm trying to find it online. Like, is this a super hot item? Like, I'm googling. You cannot. I'm I'm googling Kirill Kaprizov Minnesota Wild reverse retro jersey, and like the Adidas website is sold out of them. Yeah. Might be literally the last jersey I ever bought. But go I, ahead. Do you not have he's, you not been watching this guy, man? He's actually he's electric. Special. Yeah, he's filthy. Yeah. He makes Minnesota enjoyable. Yeah. Minnesota he's, he's, he's changed him. They yeah, didn't know he played for Minnesota until this moment. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're on a fucking hockey podcast, Chalmers, so step it up there, big guy. <laughs> yeah. well, like, way back in like the Jacques Lemaire days, like Minnesota was just atrocious to watch. Just that trap. Hey, they made the playoffs, so I can't hate as a Leafs fan who didn't make the playoffs for so long. Um, but uh, Kaprizov, he's so filthy and he's so smart with the puck. Yeah. He just, he just, he just, he doesn't force anything. He just seems to know what to do with it. And, and, and I think that's sort of a weird statement to make. But when you watch him, he just doesn't make many mistakes. So he's actually minus one sixty favorite now. I, I would never bet on a minus favorite to win a futures bet, especially yeah. with. Still about half the season to go. Uh, I think there's still some value on Tim Stutzel, uh, plus 750 for the Sens. But because Ottawa's been so trash, I don't, I don't think that he'll get the uh, the num or the uh, votes that he should maybe deserve. And the other thing that's interesting is Kaprizov's 23 and has played professional hockey outside the NHL. Uh, I go, I think back of like Sidney Crosby, Alexander Ovechkin. Of course, Ovechkin had the one year pro hockey. Uh, during the lockout that many people thought he shouldn't have won the award over Sid, but uh, he did. So I think Kaprizov is definitely going to win it this year. I just don't like the value. Scott, as always, man. Oh no, before we let you go, let's get, yeah, let's get our parlay today. We need this. We're trying to make some money in time. People Jones in here. And you almost got uh, ousted Scott, from the Scott, pod here. Before, you give, before, before you give your, your picks last night on risky business, I hit, the correct score for the first period, two nothing Oilers at a plus one or twelve hundred. Nice. I had the Oilers outright, so I was happy with that too. Uh, the boys came through. Look at us, just a couple of betters talking it out, eh? That's oh, right. And yeah. the and, <laughs> and the Jets. The Jets keep being underdogs. That's foolish. Yeah. I don't know why they keep making them. They're underdogs so hot right now. I don't get it. Yeah. I just went and saw Pierre Luc Dubois plus money to get a point tonight. I saw one on uh, Bovada also that was interesting, and it was uh, they've got specials, and one of them was like Connor McDavid and uh, Victor Hedman to each get half an assist or one one assist yeah. each, and it was like plus one fifty. And I'm like, oh, I guess I can sprinkle wow. a little bit on that one, yeah. you know? The boys, <laughs> no brainer. Well, yeah, that that seems pretty good. All right, four leg parlay. We've got, uh, or or you can single bet, of course, because we've always get screwed by one. So. Uh, hopefully we can go at least three, three and one uh, for this four picker, but I like Pittsburgh against New Jersey. Uh, I just, I like, I like New Jersey a lot this year, but yeah, they're just, they can't string it together for whatever reason. And uh, he sure out again with surgery for the next three weeks. It's just, that's tough to see. So I like Pittsburgh. Um, I like the Islanders. Oh, Pittsburgh, sorry. Boat minus minus one seventy. I like the Islanders minus 140 after uh, over Philly. Uh, Philly got embarrassed yesterday. They're going to come out firing, but I think they're going to lose again because that Islanders team is – they just keep winning. Can't hate them. Uh, I'm going with the Jets again. Sorry for your oh, – oh, well, Sorry for your voice. We can't bet this now. I, no, I can't bet this now. It's, it's, it's well, going to lose. That's three and one. That's three I, can't, one. I can't not – bet on them as an underdog it's just they're just they're just such on fire i can't do it uh well, hate to say it good luck with and that. then but if you want another dog to replace for winnipeg and this is why i threw this in there i also like minnesota against colorado i'm taking them plus one and a half at minus oh, 190 but if you want to replace it for a full dog i don't hate minnesota outright beating colorado and uh you know chalmers your boy kabrizov uh, is going to be dynamite Three tonight done. fucking love this guy <laughs> That's I, you know what? I got it. That's, he, they're going to win because of him. Scott, right. so the parlay is the Islanders, Penguins, Jets, and Wild. But if you just want to go with three because you're an Oilers fan, like a lot of people listening to this podcast, right. he knows just take what the Jets he's doing out. when he does that. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's doing when he does that on this. Well, on just, this hey, show. add the Oilers, <laughs> flip, flip the script, go four games, but make the Oilers the winner. And that thing plays, <laughs> plays plus 982. There we go. 
if you just Wait, go don't... Penguins, Islanders, and Wild, though, on the money line, it is plus 550. So good parlay, Scott. Love it. Here we go, don't fellas. Him, don't, don't let him go. Scott, March Fire. Madness starts Friday. Oh, yeah. Well, how about you in that? Do you, get, you care? Are you a big March Madness fan? Oh, yeah. I love college hoops. Um, you know, we have, uh, we have a contest going on at Odd Shark with, uh, what is there, 16 different tappers that are putting out our best bets for each round. I think we got 16 for the opening round, eight for the following round, and so on and so forth. I think we got 31 picks uh, all together. So that's found on the website. Uh, it's going to be hard to knock off Gonzaga, that's for sure. It really is. So here's – I got then two questions. Gonzaga doesn't ex- – Gonzaga doesn't exist. Who do you have? I don't like Michigan because of Isaiah Livers going down, so I don't trust Michigan right now. They, they sketched me out. Illinois is really tough. Um, I, I'd probably go Baylor and then, I don't know, somebody out of the east, and I'm not sure who's coming out of that east. I don't think it's going to be – Michigan. So whoever comes number, out of the East. Number two, that would be Michigan probably. So uh, number two, who is, Just, you don't think so, eh? Okay, number two is, who's your Cinderella this year? Ooh. Who's going to make a run? Who's going to make a run between that five to ten? If Ohio can get through the first round, they could be sneaky. Oh, the Ohio okay. Bobcats, no. No, 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 the Bobcats. No, I know yeah. I know the Ohio State you're saying. I'm saying yeah. Oklahoma State. Yeah, I but I don't think they're eight, not but... really a Cinderella as a four seed with Kate Cunningham. So, yeah, yeah, they could go deep. LSU, too, is very sneaky. They have an incredible offense. I haven't watched a lick of college basketball, but all I'm going to be watching for the next month. Hell yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Got to get you on a March Madness uh, podcast there, Chalmers. Scott, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for this. Take, take care. A and non-hockey go. podcast. Get out of here, Scott Hastings from Audrey. Right, take care, guys. Uh, guys. Thanks, buddy. Oddshark.com, everything you need to uh, to make the sharper play. Oddshark.com. I'm going to say it every time you say that to me, that this is a hockey podcast. It's called Real Life. ON Radio is the hockey podcast. We talk about hockey on a real life podcast. That's what I was sold. What was I sold? A bill of goods? JR? JR? Hey. It, hey, what happened in real life? The Oilers played last night, so we have to talk about it. March Madness is in real life. Yeah, Mar- I'm excited for March Madness. All of life. Uh, I got a golf is soon to be part of real life. Okay, yes. one more one more suggestion. Has anybody ever heard of this show Bjorkstand, also known as Bear Town? No. It is a new. It is a new five part show on uh, HBO. It is located in a small town in Sweden. And it revolves around a junior hockey team. So all I'm going to say, just watch it. Is it good? Oh, man. Trust, that does trust good. me, watch it. It is. So, it's on which? Which? First, what's it on? HBO. So HBO. Crave. It's on HBO. So crave. Okay. Yeah. So um, crave. You know what I watched? Completely non-sports related the other day, and it made me feel really nostalgic. And I was curious. I wanted to ask Tyler about it because he's younger than the rest of us. I watched the last blockbuster on Netflix. And they, oh, the bad. last blockbuster is in Oregon right now. And it's still open through COVID. They're still doing their thing. And it's still exactly what you remember from a blockbuster. As I was watching it, fuck, that made me nostalgic for walking through the aisles and just weeding through and picking movies out and stuff. Tyler, did you ever do that? Or is that, yeah. is that just make me feel way older than I am? No, no, no. That was still like, I, I mean, by the time I'm trying to remember, when would blockbuster have closed here, like in Edmonton? Um, but I still remember as a kid, like before we would go on like a trip, we'd always go to Panorama. That was like our yearly family vacation. So before we'd go to Panorama, you got to like go to the video store and pick out three movies to watch, like on your little portable DVD player on the drive out or whatever. And uh, I totally remember getting to go to Blockbuster and all that as a kid. And there was a Rogers so video you, right by my house too. Were you guys like me? And instead of going on Friday at five o'clock after work, like all the other dumb shit, you went on Thursday instead so you could get the copy of what you wanted for the weekend. You sure, you, you only to. had it till yeah, you only had it till Saturday night. But hey, who cares? Who's watching on Saturday anyways? Did you ever get to how what what a magical time it was once a year when your parents would let you rent like the brand new video game system? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh my god, and like two games. I was living. Oh, yeah. was it ever? 
it was funny too like as they were going through the documentary talking about you know there's people coming into this active blockbuster that and they're renting movies and it just i forgot about stuff because it's been a while since i've done it right where it's like you got an old movie a new movie and then something else and you're like okay this one has to be back in 48 hours this one you've got until next tuesday and then this one is three weeks from now and you're just like Okay, okay, okay. And then the late fees, the whole thing. If you haven't watched it and you're in your 30s or if you're a little bit older, the last blockbuster was fucking great. Thanks. Is it Thanks, a okay, limited series or a movie? Movie. Okay. Hour and a half. Cool. Bag milk, cool. I bet the uh, the the, the uh, flapping wooden doors really really brought back some memories for you, eh? Trying to sneak a peek underneath them? Well, oh, you got walk it. past the triple X yeah. section? You yeah, seem yeah. like the type of guy that went in there and was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, and then looked around you know got as much of a look as you Yeah, I so, know you did. Growing up, small town, it wasn't a blockbuster. It was just like an independent. Theirs wasn't the wooden doors. It was the uh, the hanging beads from the 70s. So you would walk in there, and you'd hear, like, the... <laughs> you'd look and peek your head around and look at, like, <gasps> titties. And then, like, I remember the thing that I remember the most when I was a little kid, the titles and how obnoxious the titles were on adult films. <laughs> like what sunk in. oh i don't know like <laughs> anything strung together yeah whatever just anything ever that bitch is 65 <laughs> i don't know whatever all right uh before we go um this I used to is always a... trying to find my dad i used to always try to find my dad when we were leaving blockbuster and i have to go open the door and say dad let's go <laughs> just kidding <laughs> 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 this is an odd transition, but we need to give some love to our friends at Twig and Berries before we wrap up this week's podcast. A good local company making some good local products, twigandberries.ca. You can use the promo code NATION15. It gets you 15% off everything on the site. Uh, not just their nutsack underwear, which is incredibly comfortable. Not wearing mine today. It is in the wash, but it is back in the rotation soon. But they also have some great shirts, some great hoodies, a bunch of lifestyle apparel. Good stuff. From Twig and Berries, no judgment, no shaming, no fancy words, just real men. Twigandberries.ca, promo code NATION15. All right, I think uh, I think it's time to wrap up the pod here. Electronic Jordan's in my DMs telling me to make this podcast amazing, and then he asked for a shout-out, so I killed two birds with one stone there. <laughs> uh- <laughs> well, lastly, then I'll finish this. I'll finish off with this, Tyler. How about this? March 16th, peanut butter pickle time left a five-star review entitled Irish Butter. Hands down, wow, the best well podcast I listen to. Nothing makes my day more than listening to you, Remchuk, struggle through an ad read while the boys ramble on about God knows what. Keep up the good work. Hashtag Chalmers cheated. That is a five-star oh, That, I just, I, I love that from the title to the ending. Great review. Thank you. Love it. Please, please keep hitting uh, us up with your reviews. I will read them. I promise you. I will read them. Also, shout out to Surveyor Brett, who's been like clipping audio and sending it to me from the episodes. And there has, uh, there's been some good ones in there. I'm going to go see if I can uh, just quickly pull one up here. Where, where was the, oh, this one. Oh, hit the wrong button. Here you go. Fuck me, you guys. Fuck me, you guys. <laughs> I might fuck make me, that, you guys. I might make that one of the buttons on Oilers Nation Radio. Is just me going, <laughs> "Fuck me, you guys." Um, all right, episode two sixty five of the Real Life Podcast. My balls are smooth. My balls are smooth. My balls are smooth. My voice are so smooth. whiny. <laughs> all right, shout out to Scott Hastings. Shout out to Struddy as well for uh, joining us today on the pod. Um, Chalmers, what? Go watch Kareel Kaprizov highlights, man. You're missing out. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I don't like hockey any less than you because I don't know because I don't watch Minnesota Wild highlights every night. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Let's go play some hockey one day and then we'll show you who the hockey man is. I would love that opportunity. I really it would. be would. fun. I think it would, I would be too. great. I miss- one of my favorite yeah. things that we do, well, generally pre-COVID, was mm-hmm. hey Jay, around when we do our Christmas party and we play a little shinny for an hour or so. That's one of my oh, favorite things. When you oh, guys used to do best. around little brick, it looked magical. Well, if anyone out the there, Chalmers. if anyone out there knows where we can rent a little bit of ice, I can get us a few goalies. We'll make sure you know COVID safe and all that, and maybe we can get a little game of shinny going at some point, like over the summer here. Rent a little ice, get out there. All that good stuff. I would propose. I would propose that we should have a Christmas party this summer. I definitely agree with that. We should play some puck, and we should play an afternoon round of disc golf. We can make it a whole wait. day. 
Now, if you were to do a disc disc golf golf tournament, would you do it like a scramble? Maybe. You have to disinfect the... You have to disinfect the, the... See, that goes back to my point. You got to disinfect the discs. <laughs> All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this thing up. Episode 265 of the Real Life Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Manscaped Twig and Berries. Use the promo code NATION15. Gets you 15% off at Twig and Berries. And, of course, our friends at Oodle Noodle. Get ready, Calgary. Oodle Noodle is coming like a train. This has been episode 265 of the Real Life Podcast. <laughs> Talk again on Monday. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.